Hello everybody and uh, again you are in together with me in my office home here in Moscow and uh, I want to share with you something today also about leadership and the last times on this podcast we've been speaking about how important it is for a leader to understand that uh, if he's going to care for others he must also give attention to his own life and uh, and care for himself. We started uh, a couple of times ago, we spoke about this, where we should love others, we should forgive others, and we should bear with others. Uh, but then also we must be able to love ourselves, to bear with ourselves, to forgive ourselves, and to take care of ourselves, our spiritual life, so that we can be the kind of leaders that God wants us to be. And it's, it is easy to neglect this. I, I speak out of experience. And, uh, and that's why it's good to be reminded also by each other uh, about how this is important and also how we can do this. And we've been talking about in the last podcast about how important it is to be the beloved, be the one who thinks about myself. I am the one who God loves. And we have spoken about confidence in our calling to know what God has called me to do and to not think too big about myself, but to really take what he has said and stay in that position and lead in confidence, knowing that, well, right now this is what God has told me and I have said yes to that calling and here I'm a leader and I'm going to do this with the gifts and abilities that the Lord has given to me. And uh, so uh, I want to continue today and uh, I want to speak about our personal spiritual life as leaders and especially if we teach or preach the word of God but really for everybody what, what we give we give of our abundance uh, we can't all, we can't just give everything we have all the time there must be a store inside of us we must be spiritual alive we must hear the Lord speaking to us and out of the abundance of our heart we can also share with people but I can't really be strong in minister to others what is not really alive or working in my own life. A spiritual leader is not someone that just uh, teaches what he's heard other people say, copying a sermon from someone. No, we share out of our own relationship with the Lord of the truth that we are living in and uh, from the revelation that God is giving to us. And uh, uh, regarding our personal spiritual life, uh, this is of course something that will go up and down in our life. There are good days and there are not so good days. There are times of great uh, flourishing spiritual life and there are other times that are more dry for us as it is for everybody. Life is not just like this. Zzz. No, no. Life goes up and down with great the victories and times of joy, times of disappointments and times of struggle and darkness. But in all this, what is important and the main thing that I want to tell you is that no one else than you yourself can take responsible for responsibility for your spiritual state. It is your responsibility. We cannot just leave that to the Lord. When we read the Old Testament, we read about Israel, they really moved from glory to disaster uh, again and again. Really wonderful times and breakthroughs and then they fell away from the Lord. And you never hear God saying, well, sorry guys, this was my fault that uh, this golden calf popped up. You know, I wasn't really there for you. It's never like that. It was always their responsibility. And so it is with me also. It doesn't mean that I should blame myself all the time uh, or I should, you know, 
live in frustration of condemnation. Not at all. But it's more like I must take responsibility and understand that if things are going to be well with me, there are things also I need to do so things can be well with me. And that I must invest also uh, daily and weekly and yearly in, in things that the Word of God speaks about so that I can spiritually stay sound and that I can have also fellowship with the Holy Spirit and there can be... Um, a surplus in my life also in spiritual matters and, uh, and because we many things can and will happen to us that the kind of attacks our spiritual life uh, can be just attacks f- from the devil tra- tragedies that we it's not at all our faults at all sickness or disappointments around us that really can hurt us and become become heavy burdens to us but it can also be my personal laziness, backsliding. I sit and watch things I shouldn't watch every, every evening. I allow myself to, to uh, do things I know I shouldn't do, and that influences my spiritual life. Uh, whatever it is, in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, Paul says, Therefore let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. In other words, there is a responsibility that I need to take for my own state before the Lord and say, God, if, if I'm, if I'm going to believe also that I can last as a leader all the way and I can fulfill my, my calling to the very last day, God, I also understand that, that, that uh, I have to take responsibility for my life and I, there are things I need to do, there are things I need to fight against and there are things I need to open up my heart to. And if I do that, I believe the Lord, I can be confident that the Lord will be with me also. So through all this different kind of days I can still stay a leader and I can fulfill my calling and I can stay spiritually alive. And um, just a couple of truths about this today. First of all, well, we have to understand uh, and be aware of the reality that we live in and the needs that, that we have. Uh, Jesus spoke about the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the desires for other things. That is a daily issue. And we are living in this reality, every one of us. Uh, we have, I also, uh, there are bills I need to pay that are surprisingly bigger than I thought. And then there is something with the, with the children that is not wrong. Okay, and then I have a rooster here that wakes me up in the morning crying crazy it makes me go nuts sometimes really uh, and then there are th- meetings i thought everything would go well and it didn't go so well and then finally i want to take a cup of coffee and i bought this really nice chocolate that i know i've hidden it in the locker in the kitchen i go and it's gone because someone in the family found it before me and ate it up and this is how this is how life is and i, I need to understand that and i need to understand that in all this these things will they will influence me. And slowly I can get uh, disappointed, I can get angry, I can get, get lazy. And I need to have the ability to look myself in the mirror and know that in all this, these circumstances, I need to walk with the Lord and I need to make time for Him. Because the central thing in being a Christian and the central thing in your spiritual life is not your ministry. It is your personal relationship with Jesus. That things are well with the church and you feel confident, confident that there. That's important. But uh, Paul says in Philippians 1.21, this is kind of my favorite verse in the Bible, to me life is Christ 
And uh, uh, what does he mean with this? Well, life is Jesus. It's not, it's not ministry. It is him. And the daily fellowship with him, the daily devotion to him, worship of him, uh, listening to him, being with him. This is not an exception. This is the center of my life. Before I think about ministry, this is who I am. This is what I was created to be. I was created to be the bride of Christ. I was created to love him, to belong to him, to follow him, to adore him, and, and to be in his presence, to be beloved by, by him. This is what is eternal. Ministry is, is for a time, and then it, it will end. And uh, if you ask him, well, if there is any other way that this relationship can stay alive, Besides giving time to this every day, I would say, no, I don't think so. I don't know any other way to keep in this relationship alive than, than giving attention to it on a daily basis. If I let all these things, these cares of the world, the desires for all things, uh, if I let them invite my time, if I let them kind of uh, push out uh, time of devotion with the Lord, time of, of with the Bible and of praying and fellowshipping, walking and talking with, with Him, then this relationship will suffer uh, because of that. And that is why uh, we come back to this again and again, that I need to, I need to fight for this time. And uh, I need to understand that this is a relationship that Jesus wants to have with me. He wants it to be alive. But it cannot be alive if I don't give space for it. It's the same as with my children and with my wife. I love them so much, but I must find time also with them individually to be with my wife, to be with my children, to have this quality time. And uh, this is how it is also uh, with the Lord. And in the long run, because we need to think about ourselves as ministers, not just for a month or for half a year, but for years and decades. And if I'm going to last in this, uh, and I who am a pastor and be a pastor and, and uh, function in this ministry and grow and develop what God has given to me, I must also care for this deep personal relationship between me and the Lord to whom I belong. This relationship, who was there before, he called me to be a pastor and will be there after he, uh, my ministry has ended, this relationship that is eternal. And uh, in John 15, verse 15, Jesus says something about this uh, that I want to share with you. He says, No longer do I call you servants, for a servant doesn't know what his master is doing, but I've called you friends. For all things that I've heard from my Father, I have made known to you. And uh, when he speaks about this relationship between him and the disciples, he makes a very concrete statement. He says, I've called you friends. Well, why? For all things that I heard from my Father, I have made known to you. He speaks about an intimate relationship together with him. And this is, this is what he wants. He said, I call you friends. I want to be close with you. I want to be open. I want to be, be direct with you. And, and this is what he wants with every one of us. Uh, in uh, Revelation 3.16, uh, Jesus uh, says to the church in Laodicea, kind of a little radical, he said, so then because you're lukewarm, 
neither cold nor hot, I'll vomit you out of my mouth. Who says like that? Do you say like this to any of your friends? B, if you're lukewarm, I'll vomit you out. Who says like this? The one that is in love talks like this. If I think about my wife, Randy, let's say I propose to her. This is the way I think. Randy, either it's all or nothing. Either you love me fully or, or you don't love me. Okay. But if you say, ah, oh, kind of Masula, yeah, I kind of like you, but I don't really love you, but you're kind of a nice guy, then, then we can't have a re relationship. And so this is kind of, it's a deep statement of love. Well, I have to have all of your heart if this is going to work. And uh, this is the desire that needs to be with us in our intimate relationship with the Lord also, that, that it needs to be completely, it needs to be 100%, and it needs to be open because uh, if true intimacy is what Jesus says in John 15 verse 15 he says I've told you everything I've heard that that means that this openness in my fellowship with him is a key to that intimate relationship and that's why I want to tell you when you are with the Lord don't just let it be something mechanical oh Lord Jesus I praise you I thank you for this day and I pray for Everyone who is sick, I pray for revival, Lord, and I pray for this day. Amen. Okay, I've done my time. No, it needs to be more like that. It needs to be a personal thing between you and Him. And uh, there are, what are the things you only tell your closest friends? That is, for example, about your problems, your mistakes, and your failures. This is not something you speak with any about. This is intimacy. And so also it is with the Lord. And one way to develop this intimate relationship is to really talk with the Lord also about your mistakes. Talk with Him about what is wrong in your life. This will open up for the dimension where He can come close to you. In Psalm 51, David, he speaks with God about what he had done when he committed adultery with Bathsheba and when he murdered her husband, horrible things. And uh, he says like this in verse 3, For I acknowledge my transgressions before you. Not all Christians do that. They kind of, God forgive me my sins. <gasps> oh, good night. And, well, sometimes, you know, it can be like that. But other times also, God, this is what I've done. And I know it's wrong. God, show me why I did that. How could I treat the person this way? How, how could these words come out of my mouth? This is intimate relationship. David says in verse 10, Create in me a clean heart. He doesn't want to say forgive me. He says, God, I don't want to be like that. I don't ever want this to happen in my life again. Come to me, Lord, and show me how I can overcome this. How I can choose your way in these road crossings in the beginning. How I can not say these things again, not show this attitude. Because this kind of fellowship with the Lord will really bring you close to Him and will open up that He can, he can minister to you, that He can, he can change you. Some, sometimes, well, I can look in my own life, my, my private time with the Lord can be so quickly and kind of formal and pre pre predictable, but... I don't want it to be like this. I want to have this completely open relationship also about my life. Lord, how am I doing? Where am I? Um, 
Am I doing what is right or wrong? And not being afraid of that because I live in his grace. I live in his love. And that's why I can talk with him uh, about him. Hebrew 4 verse 16 speaks about coming to the throne of grace with what troubles me. And there also I can, I can find him. A uh, little time ago I was, uh, I was in the church and I uh, was uh, going from the church to another meeting and uh, I ordered a taxi and I was standing outside the church and waiting for the taxi and it didn't come. And I got really angry. And I, and, it, and I had this app that showed me that the taxi was on its way. And I was supposed to be here in one minute. And then, blim, taxi disappeared. And it says, it's going to come in three minutes. Okay. And I got more and more impatience. And blim, and now it says five minutes. And finally, when the taxi came, I was so angry. I yelled at the taxi driver. And I said something that the pastor never should say to anybody. And he just drove away. And I was standing there. And had to wait for another taxi. And... I started to feel so bad. I know you've never done things like this, but I have. And, and then I said, God, I'm sorry. But then I felt, this is not enough. And I just, okay, even if I'll be late to my appointment, I just had to go back in the church and talk with the Lord. And I went to, into one of the rooms in the church and I said, God, I'm a pastor or I'm a Christian. How can I do that? And you know something? The Lord was there. The incredible presence of the Lord was there. Some of my great and mo greatest moments with the Lord has been in moments like this, when I just open up. I say as it is. I, like David, I acknowledge my transgressions. And then the Lord is not there to condemn. He's there to forgive. Praise the Lord. And He's there to restore. He's there to to meet with me. Because this is what intimacy is. It's openness. Jesus said, I've told you everything I heard from my Father. It is when I don't close my heart to the Lord. When I open my heart and I let him in. And there, there are no secrets in Matsula. I'm an open book, Lord. This is the way. And then his forgiveness, his love, his restoration, his glory, his grace can fill me and change me. And I, I left the church, I believe, as a little different man that day. And uh, I really believe this is the relationship the Lord wants to have with everybody and, of course, with every leader also. And at the end of the day, things like this that make us grow also, make us good leaders. We can be merciful and we can also know how God can change a person and how God wants to be close to, uh, to every person. And uh, if in intimacy is to tell the Lord everything, um, then also intimacy must be the opposite of, of uh, telling him about things that can be troublesome. Uh, it's also to telling him really how much I love him. And uh, because worship can also be, become like a little mechanical sometimes. Maybe not only I have noticed that. Oh Lord, you are wonderful. I love you. Amen. And there's nothing wrong in that. But sometimes also our hearts need to break before the Lord. We shouldn't only sing songs we know by heart. Sing your own song to the Lord. Make a song to Him. Don't only use the same expressions. Tell the Lord with your own words also from time to time what He has done for you. Be honest. And how, not only that you love Him, but how much you love Him. Uh, if I say that to my children and to my wife and my friends sometimes, how much more shouldn't I 
tell it to the Lord. In Psalm 145, verse 5 and 6, the Bible says, I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, and I'll declare your greatness. And it says, okay, I'll not just say, God, I love you. I'll meditate first upon the glorious splendor of you, of who you are, your majesty, and also on your wondrous works. I'll meditate about who you are and what you do, and then I'll declare your greatness. I think, you know, that this is a way into an intimate relationship with God. To also just be honest. Do you love the Lord? I know you do. Tell Him. Tell Him with your own words. Be personal. Don't be afraid of being emotional. Emotions are from God also. And sometimes, of course you don't need to do it, but sometimes I like just to go down on my knees or sometimes just to lay down. Just say to the Lord what he is to me. Intimacy, Jesus said, it is to tell everything. And uh, just some, some days ago, I was, it was Sunday morning, I was sitting here in this office preparing for a sermon, and the handle goes down, and doors open up quietly, and you, Papa is here now, I, and I'm working, and, and I see the head of my 17-year-old son coming into the door, and he doesn't say anything. He just goes up to me, puts his arm, arms around me, and just hugs me. And hugging me, he just says, Daddy, I love you. And then he leaves. That's all he wanted. And you know, there are fathers in this world, and they would gladly give their car or their house for one hug like this from their son. But they never get it. And I can't tell you how this warms my heart. How, why did he do that? I don't know. He didn't say it. He just came in and did it. Intimacy with the Lord is not just following a program. It's kind of, maybe it's not a good expression, but surprising him. We just telling him anytime, short or a little longer, but, but why not sometimes just short, how much he means to you. Pour out your heart before him. And in the long run, a relationship is built. You and Jesus, who will be together forever. When you are no longer a leader in the church, you will be his and he will be yours. When we are no longer on the earth, we, we, we will be his and he will be yours. And that relationship will grow deeper and stronger. And that is our life. That is the fundament. Ministry comes upon, uh, upon that. And then I need to care for, for ministry also. But if I care for this relationship, if I do what I can to have this intimate, open relationship, talk with him about everything, expressing my, myself, then I believe also it will make me a better leader. It will make me someone also that will have things to give to the people around me. Amen. That's what I wanted to share with you today. If you want, you can 
write comments to me uh, about uh, what I say. You can put likes on this if you want. And if you want to share this podcast with other people, please do that also. Uh, and uh, wherever you are, whatever you do, I just bless you. Uh, and I pray for you that God will lead you and that your relationship with the Lord will grow deeper and wider as you continue to serve Him. God bless you.